Ruth Risi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give. Evie. Live United. Go. Keyboard Cat. <coughs> Hamilton the Pug. And Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. With millions of YouTube views, shares, Instagram likes, followers, and fans across the globe. But what do all these amazing pets have in common? Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a shelter or adoptable pets near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard? Well, (laughs) that's entirely up to you. Visit theshelterpetproject.org and hear more about Hamilton the Pug, Toast, and Keyboard Cat's amazing adoption stories. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Your perfect pet is just a click away at theshelterpetproject.org. Every Friday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Every Saturday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Real artist, real talk, real live on BeExposedRadio.com. I was meeting with a friend yesterday, and I've gotten to the point where don't ask me a question because the truth is going to come out. Exactly. Just don't do it. If you ain't looking for the truth, don't come to me. Don't do it because (laughs) I, I... I can't hold my tongue and she wants to be this uh, stylist uh, boutique but you're not doing anything right. in that nature and I can't take you seriously mm-hmm. if you're not doing those things and I understood why people didn't take me seriously because I found myself in, in somebody else's lane I was good at what I was doing right. and what I wanted to right. be but I wasn't doing it for me so how can I ask you to take me seriously mm-hmm. if if I'm living in somebody else's shoes nobody can do what you do and I think that that's a big problem that um, people face now like you see what somebody else is doing and you to do that when that's not your lane that's not your lane that's not what you're supposed to be doing but it's popular it's getting that yeah. person money it's getting that person applause oh i want applause right. i want money let me stand over here behind them and then a lot of times people aren't honest with themselves either like i was thinking earlier today and i've been woke for almost two days so <laughs> so you get honesty yes and i was thinking like you know Artists exchange. The 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 artists exchange. Live. The artists exchange. The artists exchange. I was just, I was trying to read it. I can't hear. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. I'll first start off by saying we are broadcasting live also uh, in addition to BeExposedRadio.com, Facebook Live, YouTube Live. We're now live on Periscope. So all of y'all people who got y'all businesses popping on Periscope, uh, tune in. I believe it's under Be Exposed Radio. You can find us live. You can find Artist Artist Exchange live on Periscope every Monday and Friday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Um, and today, I'll start off by saying um, when it's hot outside, don't lather your body up in cocoa butter because it's going to melt off. Um, I've been spending, the, I'm not even hot. 
but I just feel like my body is melting. Um, also, uh, so you see the book. When I say we can't, we can't, um, we can't let Omarosa go. We can't revoke her black card because we need to pray for her. Because one, uh, she is on somebody's hit list, and I don't pray. No, I don't ever pray death over anybody's life. But Omarosa. I'm very nervous for her. I'm very scared for her. I'm very, um, I don't even know what to say. But I, I watched, um, uh, I, I can't remember his name, Emmanuel's uh, live from yesterday, and he was doing a, a book, uh, kind of talk back of this book. The prologue alone, so the book starts with, the prologue starts with the day she got fired. And it goes through when she first met Donald Trump in terms of being on his show, The Apprentice. Um, and it kind of gives kind of a history of how racist Donald Trump is. And the fact that this black woman, you, excuse my language, if a pastor of anything is watching, you do not fuck with an angry black woman and I'm really ner and I, I haven't gotten through the entire book yet but I've been going through this lady has a vivid and, I, and I'll have to say even in a book um, she states she states if you're not eating at the table you're the menu you're on the menu at the table and it's I just I don't know what what provoked her to write this book. One, she was pissed off because you fired her after you forced her to revoke her black card and be a part of your agency and your your campaign, and then initially, eventually, on her on your payroll. But she really went into full detail about everything. This lady has a memory. And she is very, any, she's going to find a job. Even if she's just going to write, she's about to come out with her own TV series. I think Shonda Rhimes needs to be knocking on her door right now. And whatever she's about to do over there on Netflix, this definitely needs to be the next big show. Scandal shit. This, this is about to be crazy. Um... Just, I mean, you can pick any chapter of this book, and it's just, so, I'm on, I'm on part two, the campaign, where she's going into all the stuff that had been going wrong, everything that um, we think was wrong is actually what was actually going wrong. Um, she kind of unveils all the smoke and mirrors that this campaign and this administration has had. Uh, the lies. One of the biggest ones was even how she was fired. <coughs> that's, that's in the prologue. It tells you how she was fired based on what they leaked to the, the media uh, in terms of um, how she was fired. And how they fuel the fake news outlets 
uh, and give information falsely to them and then accuse them of being fake news. I'm, I'm just, just a bad cover. He rambled, he spoke gibberish. Uh, he contradicted himself from one sentence to the next. While watching that interview, I realized that something real and serious was going on in Donald's brain. His mental decline could not be denied. Many didn't notice it uh, as keenly as I did because I knew him way back when. They thought Trump was being Trump off the cuff, but I knew something wasn't right. Um, but we all knew that. Um, so Omarosa isn't saying anything that we haven't already concluded for ourselves, but Unhinged is it's going to be the next Netflix. Like, Shonda Rhimes, you need to meet with her right now. Do not let this book go on. I think this, been, this book has been out for about a month now, or a couple weeks. But don't let this book get into the hands of not near other white writer or uh, TV show producer, creator at all. You need to get to Omarosa right now. Um, I want to be an actor in this. I want to. Um, I want to audition for this because. Oh wow! I don't even know. I don't even. I'll play her husband. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't even know what to say, and I honestly, I kind of, um, I don't buy hardbacks anymore. I buy it straight off of uh, where I can listen to it. Uh, but I was, I was shocked that I went right to the store and bought this, and I didn't go to like Amazon. I went to Barnes and Nobles, so you know I paid the real price for it. But <coughs> I was kind of on the fence on even purchasing it because I didn't know. If um, I, I just didn't trust Omarosa, I've seen her her bad girl image and her being the um, the villain, that character that she's so um, that she's so well crafted uh, herself to be. I've seen that over the years with Celebrity Apprentice and the many different shows that she's been a part. Well, she wasn't. She was on Celebrity Apprentice, and then she was on the original uh, Apprentice. Um, but this is this is dangerous, and I'm really just, I'm not going to spend the whole first 15 minutes talking about it, but I'm really um, scared. I see Shars listening. Shars listening. Uh, says she's going to check it out at the library. Um, I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait. I'm quite sure all the ones at the library were taken. Um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna redo it. Hey Tracy, I see Tracy's on. Uh, Miss Mimi, Rebel Realm. But definitely Jason, I see you. Uh, but read this. Read the book. Uh, one one of the things that I feel right now is I don't trust any. I already didn't trust. Uh, 45's like motives or just him in general but this book kind of I don't, I don't know whether I should call it the truth or not but it definitely um, it kind of spells out things that fears that we already had and it just she has a very I'll just say that she has a very detailed account 
of everything that has happened while she's been in his presence over the years since she first met him on the original Apprentice show. Her account of details down to like in the prologue where they were trying to give her BS reasons to why she was fired. Um, she has very detailed records of everything she did. and In the book, she says she does that because she was the only black person initially in his inner circle. So being at such a high-profile position, she felt it necessary as a black person to keep very detailed records to cross every T and dot every I. And it's unfortunate that she had to do that, but I guess this is... I don't, and I'm kind of on a fence on, did she know this going into this? Is that why she did it? Uh, was she planning to write this tell-all, this salacious book? I, I don't know, but I really am, I want to finish this book. I'm like almost halfway through, but I definitely want to finish this book. I want to audition for the series that is, that's going to come out of it. I just, I could not, I really couldn't. I really could not put it down. I just kept reading it, like, last night when I first got it. And I, I don't know. I had to put it down at some point because it was starting to be too real for my comfort. And uh, I want to, like, really go into depth with it. And hopefully Monty will be coming back. Uh to talk lately soon because I know like he gonna get into this and I just want to be able to just go toe to toe and talk about it I'm sorry shout out rap artist Dom oh Emmanuel Lulu Moss okay DDM I'm sorry that's look like a oh I'm sorry shout out to DDM first of all I, I, I missed his live yesterday I think it was yesterday or day before yesterday when he did it, but I watched it this morning and preparing for today's show, but I'm not, I'm a comedian on stage, but he was able to give me this book and what I had already read from the book, he was, it made me want to finish it because at first I wasn't going to finish it because this is national security right here. This is, it's necessary for us because we need to see what type of animal we have as a president. And the people he's hired. Because honestly speaking, the presidency in and of itself is a, a decorated position. And it's always been noticed, noted that the people in the cabinet are the people that you really need to be paying attention to. And this book lets us know that firsthand. I'm just really... Um, uh, yeah, so Lulu... I, I was about to say Lulu... DDM will be doing like chapters from the book. So definitely look uh, up Emmanuel Lulu, that's L-U-L-U Moss on Facebook. And he'll be doing some lives um, of it. And I'll, I'm going to go over it uh, just briefly. But i got to wait till Monty come back. I'm not even, I don't even really want to do all of that. So I hope he does like a special edition. I'm going to give him my book so he can finish it um, and... Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to just keep this right here. <coughs> many people did not... Um, uh, many people didn't didn't want to purchase the book. They didn't want to support the book. So, uh, it's 
a lot of people just don't like it. Um, I would love to hear your opinions if you've already started reading or you want to read it, like what your opinions of this book is. Uh, we already know how we feel about Omarosa, but I think um, just in general, uh, who she is and what she stands for and people are on the fence. We can't let her go. She knows too much stuff. Um, and even in the book, it states uh, why she even did uh, Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, right after this scandal broke of her being fired. Um, I guess she was in fear of something happening to her because they knew she knew too much. Uh, I just, I can't wait to finish it. I want to see what else she wrote. But I am auditioning. I'm putting my plea out there now. I'm Nate, an actor. Um, I'm willing to play her husband. Or the pastor that uh, married her in some shape or fashion or form. I'll play her brother. I'll play the ghost of her late fiance. Uh, Whatever it takes, I need to be in this series. Shonda Rhimes, I need you to get on it. I need you to be on your job. I need you to make this into your first project for Netflix. That multi-million dollar contract that you just signed, I need this to be your first project. Oprah, uh, I need you to stay away from this Tyler Perry. Uh, but Oprah, I need for you to. Oh, Oprah could. I don't think Oprah could play. Uh, oh, I don't think Oprah could play Armorosa. But who would you? Who would you say should play Armorosa? Um, I don't want Tiffany Haddish. I don't want. Um, oh, Vivica Fox. Wouldn't that be interesting? As Armorosa. Hmm. I think that'll be that'll be interesting. Uh, who do you have for Amorosa? Either uh, Vivica Fox or um, on the other extreme, maybe Angela Bassett. A good, uh, a good Amorosa. But trust and believe that this is going to be the next uh, big thing. Uh, Shara says the ghost of. Her- <laughs> I will. I will play the ghost of her fiance. I can't remember his name, but I would definitely play it. Um, Dwayne Wayne's wife. Ah, uh, nah. I don't think. Nah, Gabrielle Union. I don't really think Gabrielle Union would would do this justice. It gotta be somebody that could that could just give you just just no woman, no no one knows the fury of a black mad woman or whatever that uh, slogan was. But um, <laughs> but I would play uh, over Regina King. I don't know. Or maybe Regina. No, Regina King too. Girl next door. She tried to be tough. But I don't think she could do it. I think either Vivica Fox or um, Angela Bassett. I don't really think I don't really think anybody else could really do it justice. Anybody else would be too nice, and Amarosa is not nice at all. Um, I don't know. So just keep sending in your suggestions for who should play Amarosa. And um, the Netflix, and I already grabbed. I'm gonna be the ghost of her, her ex-husband or her ex-fiance. I've already, I've already snagged that role. That's who I'm. Uh, um, that's who I'm gonna be. I think his name was Rim, Ring Vans, or I'm horrible with names today. I don't know. But in other news, I think we got a couple minutes before we. Oh, right. oh, I'm sorry. Should I just keep going? I'm sorry, I just went totally off the... Um, I don't think... Say it, say it again. Rain. 
I couldn't say that. I can't say that. But him, yeah, I'm gonna play him. I wanna play him in the um, the uh, biopic of um, Amorosa. Well, I don't want to be in her biopic. I don't want to do that. That's too much. I want to play in this series right here. But <coughs> but what I would what I would say is, um, and speaking about biopics, I'm gonna go to the other extreme of this. Uh, do I have enough time to do it? Um, I won't. I won't do it. I'll finish with this. So, two minutes left. So, um, when Shonda Rhimes does this, I am saying at Shonda Rhimes hashtag Shonda Rhimes uh, hashtag Amarosa. I want to play um, your your dearly departed ex fiance in this series. Um, and like a touched by angel type of way. I think it should be like something like that. Like he's always like by her side and like giving her advice or something like that. So that's 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 my wish. That's my desire. Um, but this is going to be the next big thing. I'm telling you. People think it's a game. Um, it's not a game. Uh, this is going to blow. Scan- this is this is scandal. This is what scandal should have been. Um, DDM said this should have been the last season of Scandal. I think this should have been the last season. It should have been the last episode, but it should have been like a cliffhanger so she could take this whole story and make it its own TV show over on Netflix. That was what, uh, that was my agreeing of that. That's, that was my point of view. But I'm going to say also, uh, we will finish out this segment with. Um, Definitely go to BeExposedRadio.com. Check out all of our new music. We have some really awesome artists and individuals who submitted their music. Don't forget, if you want to submit your music, MP3 format only, to info at BeExposedRadio.com. Don't forget to include some album art, some high-resolution, quality album art, so we can post it along with your music on our website um, and again that's info at BeExposedRadio.com and include your information, links to your website, uh, your music information on you in case any of our shows want to bring you on for an interview. Again that's info at BeExposedRadio.com you can go to BeExposedRadio.com right now scroll down to the bottom and you'll see all the lists so get charted at BeExposedRadio.com we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back here Huh? I I'm gonna have to read that when I come back because I gotta see that names first and my glasses not on. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back here on the Artist Exchange Radio Show, only on PeaksPostRadio.com. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey girl, school zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ballin Street? Girlin Street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once. 
like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Join the Just a Bit Outside crew every Monday, 8 to 10 p.m. on uh, BeExposedRadio.com. You want to start off? Um, I think I'll get it out of the way on a who's not. Okay, do it. The Orioles. <laughs> right, right. They, they got swept by the Royals. They lost four in a row. And mm. uh, the last five games have all been decided by one run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game before, or the, the last game that they lost before the Royals was uh, the Nationals and is a uh, uh, Weeders, of course. Mm-hmm. One, uh, one with a uh, home run, drove right, away, hit the uh, home run, the home right. Run. Um, they're going into that National Series. It seemed like they were doing so well, and they just they just crapped out. Um, uh-huh. They got that game postponed, so who knows when they're going to replay that or play that game? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my first not for the night. Okay. Um, uh- uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and um, weigh in on my who's not, and I'm going to talk about the San Diego Padres. The Padres. That's yeah. Okay, you Padres just took my answer. Are, um, <laughs> they're in last place in the NL West. Um, they've lost eight of their last ten. Their run differential is a negative 65, um, which is just horrible. So when you have uh, when, when, well, let me just uh, talk about run differential a little bit. It's it's kind of like the um, you how much like you're you're winning or losing uh, your games by, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. It's like the margin of victory, kind of. Right. So um, when you're in a negative number, that that means that you know you're then your average game you're losing by a whole lot. Right. I mean, a number like negative sixty-five, you know, this early. Into the in the season is 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 pretty rough. That's and horrible. The uh, the pitching numbers pretty much um, support this uh, this uh, stat right here. I mean the team ERA is four seventy, which is twenty sixth in the league. Um, they have uh, one hundred twenty six walks allowed. Uh, they acquired Jared Weaver in the off season, and he really has not panned out. Um, he's off to one of the worst starts in any of the pitchers in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. He's on four with a six oh five ERA. Um, in May alone, he already has 12 earned runs. T- 12 sure. earned runs right. in May. And, um, you know, another one of their pitchers, Clayton Richard, he's 2-4 and four with a 4.34 ERA. And, you know, in May he has 6 earned runs and 12 innings pitched. So they're not pitching well. And um, on top of that, they are also not batting well. Right. But it kind of sucks because Manuel Margot is doing pretty good. His um, mm-hmm. the past few um, at bats, his last every Monday, eight to ten p.m. on uh, BeExposedRadio.com. Only in the forest can you see this, <laughs> but nothing beats the moment you see that. Cool. That's your child's eyes opening up to a world of possibilities. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. And you might just see this. Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Hey, what's up and welcome back. This is the Artist Exchange Radio Show only on BeExposedRadio.com. I'm your host, Mr. Kowser, uh, here. Don't forget the radio, this show comes on, the Artist Exchange, every Monday, 
2 p.m. to 4 p.m. and every Friday 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Um, so before I was uh, going off, so I'm going to have to read it off the paper this time because the way my eyes, my glasses ain't in yet. Uh, so check out this week's new music uh, submissions on BigSposedRadio.com. We have a couple new uh, individuals that are coming on, some new uh, music artists. Um, up, up, and away by I Am Star Trek, featuring Key Stevens. Uh, Show enough by Ali Jones, featuring Pretty Sister, and God Sees You by Shantae Atkins. Was our first gospel? Was it's actually our first gospel entry? So we're accepting all types of music, not just rap, R&B, hip hop, but all genres of music is welcome. Um, and we have a charting system. So the top, I believe, the top five. Will be posted in terms of charting, but your music will be able to be played. So the more you send people to the site to for it to actually be played, or you share it out for people to be able to listen to it, um, we're charting. So we'll be doing some, maybe some prizes at some point for some of our top artists. But we definitely are looking for you to post your upcoming work, uh, your upcoming music. I mean, uh, go to info at bigexposedradio.com. Don't forget. MP3 formatted only and include your high resolution album art as well as um, links to your work just so we know who you are and we can pass that information along to shows like the Artist Exchange so you can come on and actually get an interview. Um, Did you know you can take us with you anywhere? So not only can you check us out live on YouTube and Facebook, but now if you miss the show, you can download uh, a host or a host of apps like Anchor, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and you can definitely check us out on BigExposedRadio.com. Um, and like I said, YouTube Live and Facebook as well. Um, you can check out past episodes on those platforms, and then we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. So... Um, and if you that's too much for you, just go to BigExposedRadio.com and you can go and click up, click on past shows as well. Um, <clears throat> in some unfortunate news, we lost one of music's like icons, and I don't call her icon because that's just a new word, but she is definitely one of the voices that has inspired generations of singers. Uh, Aretha Franklin passed away at the age of 76 on Thursday. Uh, I want to say Thursday. She passed away at the age of 76. I believe she probably passed away Wednesday, but her family released the information to us on um, Thursday. Um, And she passed away at the age of 76 from cancer of the pancreas. She had been suffering from this uh, cancer for a number of years, and it contributed to her drastic weight loss that we saw over the last couple years. And she's been battling, but she wanted to keep control over what people knew. And she had still she had still been um, performing up until I believe this year. She has still been performing and doing things, and it really makes me think about my relatives like uh my grandmother just had a uh surgery my father's mother my uh, uh my paternal grandmother just had her a surgery uh this week and she fell uh so it makes me think of the relatives in my own family i don't put celebrities above anybody where people are now going to flood their timelines with everything aretha franklin and i'm doing the same thing so there's nothing wrong with that but i think Things like this should make you reach out to your family and 
kind of support them and this see how people are doing. We have family members that are suffering from cancer, so I'm not gonna just you know look at Aretha and let that be the end all. Like really take the time. Don't wait till somebody die to give them their roses. Like really check up on people along the way. And I know sometimes grudges and hardship can sometimes take over our you know our attitudes. But don't let things like this go by without saying what you got to say to people now. Um, <coughs> Aretha was definitely one of my my icons. I loved Aretha. I love listening to her music. And it was very interesting when I first heard that she was in hospice. I started just listening to her music the last couple of days. And it really, this, she has a girth of music that spans from traditional gospel music all the way to opera. Um, and a number of people were sharing the uh, live where she did at the uh, American Music Awards where she took over for Paparazzi uh, and sung like one of his iconic songs. In uh, Italian uh, She was very talented She was a self-taught pianist um, And her dad uh, Reverend Franklin uh, Was was a world-renowned uh, Minister And eventually became Her, her, her um, manager And actually guided her Into the career that we know her to have today um, So Many uh, blessings and shout-outs to our family And anybody that is Um Associated friends or family of hers um, This is definitely a big loss So now we're looking at Many of our icons that are Up in their ages uh, Up in the like ages Seems only 76 so we still have A number of individuals right now That are, are lost I saw a picture this morning It had the queen is gone uh, For Aretha the king with Michael the prince And princess with Whitney And uh, prince um, himself, and it was just a, a icon of them. And when people pass away, I, I want to eliminate the word "did" at any. So it normally say blah 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 did at such and such age. Like I want to get rid of that word. I hate when people use that word. It's such a like. It's just too harsh for me. But um, Aretha is definitely uh, will be missed and. I'm quite sure this show that they about to give her as a farewell is is gonna be off the chain. Um, but yeah, this is it definitely hit a little bit closer to home because I remember Aretha playing all throughout my childhood uh, in the house while my mother was cleaning, while my grandmother was cleaning, and now while I clean it, Aretha's definitely on my my playlist. But <clears throat> What's your favorite Risa song? Just to turn the mood around, um, send me your information. Send me, send me your favorite Risa song. We're not gonna play it live on air, but I, I just I'm curious out of her whole plethora of music. Um, and we have some some more updates, some more information that I want to give uh, out to you. The Makers Market series uh, every Sunday at the Peel Center. I'll be uh, organizing that. So for the last couple months, we've been hosting a number of artists and makers that create, uh, whether it be dance, visual art, design, so on and so forth. Come on down to the Pill Center after, I believe, August. We'll be charging $50 per vendor, but right now it's still free. So you have a number of, a couple more weekends to go before, actually two, 
two more weekends to go before you have to actually start paying for it. And we want you to come down there and actually create while you're there. So in addition to setting up a table, in addition to setting up a table and selling your work, we want you to be able to come down and create as well. We don't want you just sitting at the table trying to push your work, but actually show people what you're doing. I'm a little hoarse. Um, <coughs> I've always uh, had some vocal issues and over talking, especially when you have a cold, it's not good because it just it just weakens your vocal cords in, in, uh, even more. So I'm trying to like only talk on the days that I have to talk, but it's it's kind of hard. But uh, I just came from the Be Here Live interview series that I'm also hosting at the Peel Center. And uh, this is every Friday at noon, from noon to 1.30. I'll be hosting a, a live interview series at the uh, Peel Center. And there's an app called Be Here. It was created by a Nancy Proctor. And there's an app that you can go to your app store and down, download the Be Here app. Uh, and it's basically, it geotags wherever you are and all you have to do is go to it and you can listen to stories that people have uploaded or you can um uh you can download your own story you can live record your own story and if if it doesn't sound right you want to do a take two you can erase it and go back to it before it actually goes live and the interviewees from this app are actually the individuals that i'm interviewing for um, the be here, so I talked to two gentlemen today, Ms. Dr. David Faulkner and uh, Mr. Lamontre. Uh, I talked to both of those gentlemen today. They were my first two interviews, um, and we basically on the app, whatever they do for a living is normally the story that they talked about. But today, you got to find out a little bit more about who they are and what they do. So a little bit more in depth conversation about who they are um, and that is every Friday from uh, 12 p.m. until uh, 1.30 p.m. So come get your lunch, come on by, you get to talk with and meet with uh, many interesting individuals. I have some really interesting individuals coming up uh, for this series that were a part of the Be Here app. You can download your story and I possibly will be able to pick it from um, our database. There are thousands of thousands and thousands of stories in this app and they're from all over the world. So anybody can download uh, the app or you can go to it on your computer and pull up the information and actually download your story and you may be the next person asked to be on the uh, on the lineup, <coughs> um, a summer cold is horrendous, and I'm, it's coming to an end. But it's been taking me out. Um, if you didn't realize, and uh, I think I'm gonna say it now, but um, we have an open house this coming Friday, next Friday, the 24th. Um, so come on down. It's from 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. here live at the station. We have a couple uh, businesses that will be represented. Um, some refreshments. Um, you can come down here and network with not only the Be Exposed family, but a number of other businesses. Right now, we have a number of people on our Eventbrite that you that have already registered for tickets. So basically, during our open house, you can um, come down. We'll be interviewing the 
cameras, the lights, everything will be on uh, live. Um, and you can come in per segment, a uh, couple people per segment, and just interview with the various hosts of the station. So definitely look forward to that. If you've never been to one or you didn't get to watch any of our open houses, this one is a little bit different. But the focus is on businesses and individuals that want to promote themselves and us kind of sharing what we do here on a daily basis with you on that day on in an extended version of it. And you'll get to meet the various hosts and uh, members of Be Exposed, the co-host and such, and you get to come down here and promote yourself and network with other business owners like yourself. Um, so I've invited a number of individuals from the uh, DMV area, and we are going to be, we have fun. Normally at our open houses, we have a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of uh, meeting and businesses going on, um, and I, I have to confirm with two of our vendors, but we will have a, a, a boutique in attendance, um, and I have to confirm with the other young lady, but uh, it's open to you to come on down and so, and market your your business, your brand, your upcoming events. If you have anything coming up in September, uh, that open house is definitely the space for you to be able to come and promote what you're doing. Um, we were supposed to have on today's show the organizers from the Vegan Fest. Um, I'm trying my hand. I haven't started yet, um, but I'm trying my hand this fall, and I'm going to try to live a vegan lifestyle. I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, I don't know uh, why I would do that. But I'm going to try eating vegan. So we were supposed to have them on. Um, they have not shown up. So we're going to keep it moving. But this year, it's going to be at BCCC again. Uh, I was there last year. And they actually are having Maya. If y'all remember Maya. Uh, she has a vegan wine line coming out. Uh, so definitely... Uh, check that out. The food was awesome. Um, surprisingly, there are people who cook as vegan chef, chefs that actually do know what they're doing. And I said this to myself, I want to try it out. I don't know about living the lifestyle like for the rest of my life, but I'm going to try it out. Um, one of the biggest things was that I, why I never stuck to it before was I never cooked vegan. It's, it's, a, it's like learning a whole nother culture's cuisine. Um, when it comes to cooking vegan, it is hard uh, because you have to substitute flavors. And I'm a big person. Don't call it chicken if it ain't really chicken. Um, thanks. Don't call it chicken if it ain't really chicken. And that is, that's been my problem with, um, with it. Uh, but we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back here on the Artist Exchange Radio Show only on BeExposedRadio.com. Well, what happened was I had already stated what I was supposed to talk about. That's on my production sheet. So, um, I just went to break. I mean, but technically right now, it's time. Like, it's 30 seconds. It's, it's time, time for a flashback. Now, I'm not going to say all oh, Aries don't know. But it's just the one you had. That was just the long one. You know. Yeah. Uh. But it's always something that you can... Go ahead. Can you, can you, can you recollect any signs that you might like? <coughs> 
October fifteenth or sixteenth. What 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 is that? See, I've had some good Libras and I had one really bad Libra, but he was white, so he f***ed <laughs> his back anyway. So I don't. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Demonstrate. You got to demonstrate the the the, I mean, the back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ain't no way. Not the good. How they, how they bust? Show how they bust. <laughs> and then want to cry afterwards. I mean, what the fuck is the point of the tears? I mean, I can see you shake, yeah, and you know, shake it off real quick. But you crying? Fuck out of here. What was he crying for? Cause maybe this is make that. I got that good, good. The shame. McLean's Couch every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Only on the Exposed Radio. The Exposed Radio. It's a family affair if you want to look at it that way. It is. I, I, I totally agree. And I believe what it, I, I believe that this wisdom on the wall is going to be a movement. And that's what that's what I believe we are we're we are doing is we're creating a movement where where people is essentially even after we've presented in these workshops, then they'll be inspired to sort of document some of the things that they've gone through and empower somebody else. So it's, it'll be like a yeah. chain effect. So they'll see that, you know, we, we were just three women who have gone through various things and experiences in our lives. And we just took the opportunity to sit down, put it in a book, and then it'll be a movement. And then other women will be inspired to do the same thing. Let me tell you, we are better together. We are so much better together, family. I'm telling you. When we, when we band together, put our resources and our experiences together, we can create a movement. And that's what it's about, inspiring people to do more than what they may currently see of their own lives that they can do so much more so yeah mm-hmm. you are exactly right mm-hmm. the inspired radio show tune in every wednesday from 7 Hi, to i'm lavar burton and i'm proud to be a book person how do i choose a book sometimes it's the cover sometimes it's the title i guess i'm pretty visual if a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good i will peek and see what the last paragraph is because the endings of books should rock you I am a book person, and if you're a book person too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey girl, school zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. All day I was getting texts and emails from people I knew asking why I hadn't already packed my bags and gotten the hell out of there. Lester McCorn, my classmate from seminary, text, uh, now would be a good time to resign and condemn Trump's behavior. This isn't about your public reputation. This is about a man that's that uh, this is about a man and the spirit of uh, hostility towards African Americans on social media. People had ideas whom the slur on the apprentice tapes was referring to. A sample tweet: Trump probably was probably was calling Omarosa a nigger, and those apprentice tapes 
uh, I would not be surprised. My mother checked in on me often. I'm worried about you. I want you to make sure you're okay, she said. She knew that I would do what I wanted and needed to do, regardless of anyone else's opinion. I'd heard them all out before, but I I make up my I made up my own mind. She was concerned. But she knew she had raised a darling child. Like this is crazy. I I can't keep reading this. Uh I, I mean, no matter where you start, and that was what October. This is a lot of it is like journal entries, but you can go through like she must have was keeping a really detailed journal. Um, on that same day, whenever someone mentioned Access Hollywood, we were to say Mr. Trump's words pale in comparison to the words and uh, vitality, virtual tragic actions of Hillary Clinton. Uh, she has called tens of millions of Americans uh, desperate, deplorable, and irredeemable people who lived in their parents' basements. I mean, we heard all this stuff before, but she goes into... So you get the perspective of the individuals that had to work for him. And um, it just go, it keeps going. Like, it just gives you dates. And it... I, I don't know... I'm I'm I skipped over the chapter um, entitled Chapter Nine. It was the election day. I haven't um, read that because I just I don't think I'm ready to hear the honesty that a, a part of the kind of the comments that I'm hearing online in general. If you knew all of this, why didn't you say anything? Um, even to when she was first fired, she didn't react. Um, she didn't react immediately because she was still on payroll and that was against, I guess, her contract with him or her promise or whatever that was to Trump. And um, it just goes to say, if you knew all of this stuff, then why go through with it for opportunity, something to put on your resume or for a paycheck? And if you'll do that, what else would you be willing to hide or deny or like live through um, so this is definitely <coughs> um, it's a I don't want to call it a good read but it's definitely a uh, interesting uh, perspective that she had um, if you read the prologue you kind of get a sense of how they tried to fire her and it's still not clear as to why they fired her I think that's probably a question that she's still asking herself, but it definitely is, and it was a question that she herself asked them in that moment, but don't piss off the wrong people. Like, a person like her, don't piss them off, because, yeah, I just, I mean, every chapter, so September the 15th, at the 46th Annual Congressional Black Caucus Legislative Conference in D.C., I had a brief run-in with Hillary Clinton. My friend uh, Darren Peters from my White House days was at, at, at advancing her when she approached. He grabbed my phone and snapped a picture. She gave me a lukewarm smile and said, Donald, really? Uh, and that, like, stuff like that, so... 
it has come out in this book that, um, well, I don't know if it was public knowledge or if we all knew, but she worked for the Clintons, and not I don't want to say the Clintons, but she worked for um, I can't remember his name for Bill Clinton's, who's the vice president at that time. She worked at his office, and she worked for Bill for a short period of time. So she had worked, probably knew them. Uh, and it was very shocking that she would even do that. I didn't even, I wouldn't even think that she was a Republican. So I, I even, I think right now, did she even vote for him? But I don't know. This book is just interesting to me. And I really don't, um, I don't know what to explain or, or how to explain just why. Yeah, one minute. Why she would write this book or why. I don't want to keep going back to it, but I don't know. It's scary that this book is even being written. Um, But on interviews that she's doing now, she talks about being harassed by Trump and his his cabinet. Well, his his flunkies, um, his supporters being attacked by them. Um, How our publishing company... Um, was attacked and I, I don't know this is I don't know how to describe this but we haven't seen anything like this before uh, people write tell-alls even the first tell-all book that was written by the uh, the interviewer guy that did, but it was following him throughout the election time it still didn't it wasn't it was it was kind of behind the scenes but this is still different because you know she has a different uh, take because she had credentials to be able to get to spaces that this man wasn't, and she talks about the people that are surrounding Trump just as much as she talks about Trump. And I just, I wonder if she ever thought that he was her friend. So we're gonna take another quick commercial break. We'll be right back here on the Artist Exchange Radio Show, only on BeExposedRadio.com, home of Cheryl Underwood Radio, weekends, weekend mornings at 10 a.m. Don't forget, only on BeExposedRadio.com. Oh, weekday. I thought it said weekend. Weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Sorry. I have my glasses on. Sorry. The Just a Bit Outside crew every Monday, 8 to 10 p.m. on uh, BeExposedRadio.com. You want to start off? Um, I think I'll get it out of the way on a who's not. Okay, do it. The Orioles. <laughs> right, right. They, they got swept by the Royals. They lost four in a row. And mm. uh, the last five games have all been decided by one run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game before, or the, the last game that they lost before the Royals was uh, the Nationals and as a uh, uh, Weeders, of course, mm-hmm. won the one with a uh, home run. Drove right, away, hit the uh, home run. The home right. Run. Um, they're going into that National Series. It seemed like they were doing so well, and they just they just crapped out. Um, uh-huh. They got that game postponed, so who knows when they're going to replay that or play that game? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my first knot for the night. Okay. Um, uh- uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and um, weigh in on my who's not, and I'm going to talk about the San Diego Padres. The Padres. That's yeah. Okay, you Padres just took my answer. Are, um, <laughs> they're in last place in the NL West. Um, they've lost eight of their last ten. Their run differential is a negative 65. 
um, which is just horrible. So when you have, uh, when, when, well, let me just uh, talk about run differential a little bit. It's it's kind of like the um, how much like you're you're winning or losing uh, your games by, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. It's like the margin of victory, kind of. Right. So um, when you're in a negative number, that that means that you know you're then your average game you're losing by a whole lot. Right. I mean, a number like negative sixty-five, you know, this early into the in the season is is, is pretty rough. That's and horrible. The uh, the pitching numbers pretty much um, support this uh, this uh, stat right here. I mean, the team ERA is four seventy, which is twenty sixth in the league. Um, they have uh, one hundred twenty six walks allowed. Uh, they acquired Jared Weaver in the off season, and he really has not panned out. Um, he's off to one of the worst starts in any of the pitchers in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. He's on four with a six oh five ERA. Um, in May alone, he already has 12 earned runs. T- 12 sure. earned runs right. in May. And, um, you know, another one of their pitchers, Clayton Richard, he's 2-4 and four with a 4.34 ERA. And, you know, in May he has 6 earned runs and 12 innings pitched. So they're not pitching well. And um, on top of that, they are also not batting well. Right. But it kind of sucks because Manuel Margot is doing pretty good. His um, mm-hmm. the past few um, at bats, his last. Join the Just a Bit Outside crew every Monday, eight to ten p.m. on uh, BeExposedRadio.com. It's a jump off. Welcome to the show, Underwood Show. Hot topics. We discussing anything. It's a go. We going live now. Got a favorite song calling to the show. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Hey, there's my son. You've been... The Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. So we talked a little bit about Omarosa, a little bit about Aretha. Uh, we have a couple more um, uh, things that I want to go over, but I'm going to save that to the second half of this second hour. Uh, there, unfortunately, there's this movement called hashtag Me Too Baltimore, and in this in this movement, it appears to be a young lady uh, who friend requested me, and I tried to reach out to her. Um, I said hello once. She said hello back. She didn't respond beyond that. And I'm trying to pull up her name. Her name is Amanda King. And I tried to reach out to her just to get some clarity um, in terms of what what she was looking for. Because it seems like she's strategically friend requesting individuals. Um, and she wrote an article, uh, a blog, of, uh, I guess a blog or a Facebook post that... Put out the leader, the the director of Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle, and it says, uh, and she the problem with what she how she's doing it is she's implicating individuals that are either connected to this gentleman, uh, Mr. Austin, or what she's doing is 
Like she'll reach out somehow. People are interviewing, reaching out to interview, saying Erica Bridgeford, and there's another young young lady. Her name is Erica as well. But Erica Bridgeford is kind of the face of the ceasefire movement, and she was interviewed and asked her opinions in an interview that she was given with someone. Um, and in that interview, I think the question of his integrity was asked, but. It, she didn't I don't think Erica knew all the information or she did not it the question wasn't asked to her in a way that talked about rape so apparently there's a victim out there in the world that is um, accusing Adam Jackson and his organization leaders of a beautiful struggle um, she's she's basically stating they have aided in the exploitation of black women by taking credit for their work, sexually manipulating black women who have in, in turn using scare tactics to intimidate and blindside black women. <clears throat> I've said from the beginning of this Me Too movement, there has to be a way that is legally uh spelled out where people can't simply accuse you in the in public opinion in the court of public opinion and that's it there has to be a legal way even i think like uh the statute of limitations needs to be taken away and if you can prove that some and, and i hate to say it this way because i have Women in my family that have been molested and raped. I myself have gone through as a child uh, molestation. So there is a certain level of, I don't want to talk about this. I, I feel a stigma attached to this. I don't want to be a victim. Or you're going through whatever you're going through in the time that it takes you to speak up. For me, I was in my 30s when I first said something. Um, just a few years ago, I was about 31, 32, when I had my first guest on this show, and I, I spoke up and said something. Prior to that, I don't think I ever said it out loud to anybody. Um, but there is something in this culture of Me Too, uh, and not just I'm not just going to use that hashtag, but the, this whole culture of speaking up and speaking out and saying something that is doing the reverse. So someone like a Erica Bridgeford who is taking control and taking the narrative of what this city is possibly capable of and you're implicating her in a rape scandal and you you know <coughs> you're being very vague. The questions that you asked her had nothing to do with rape allegations. And then you post publicly and you spread the word in terms of her taking the side of. And she specifically said, uh, I want to get this, make sure I have it correctly. Uh, I, it's really pissing me off because... Baltimore already has a piss poor reputation for blacks in general. A very piss poor um, allegation. When the music starts playing. There's a note for you, damn it. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so 
she she included Miss Erica Bridgeford in her statement, and she is basically we are officially calling out Adam Jackson of Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle. Time's up. We, the creators of Me Too Baltimore, are a group of educated, angry black women who have had enough of the white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalistic system designed for us to be silenced, ignored, exploited, and abused. There is a long history of women in the... There is a long history of women in this city who have done phenomenal work to bring forth justice and healing to uplift, sustain, and educate our community and transform our city. Unfortunately, our greater, our great efforts have not always been recognized, and instead, we have sacrificed and led freely, and have been led freely with an open heart, only to be slapped in the face and preyed on because of our vulnerability by so-called political organizers like Adam Jackson of Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle. Jackson has exercised abusive leadership, a pro-capitalist and misogynistic concept of black national nation building and implemented scare tactics to not only physically and sexually abuse black women but also disparage and dismiss numerous black women across the city with his facade of rhetoric and understanding of black feminism and intersectionally Adam Jackson and his organization has aided in the exploitation of black women by taking credit for their work sexually manipulating black women who have intended and in, well who have who have in turn I'm sorry in turn using scare tactics to intimidate blind side black women intimidate and blind oh she got to fix that intimidate and blindside black women they have assumed themselves as gatekeepers while ignoring black women who do work centered around our healing shaming humiliating and disrespecting black women in the name of black power uh and, and it keeps going on and on and on and on um I am I'm on the fence because I've seen it happen. I've been a part of it on both sides, but I've and I always bring up my two uncles who I know were innocent and were accused of rape. We cannot keep putting things like this out and I know the the tactic is well, when we go to the police or when we go we're ignored and we're denied. But putting people out there in this way when and especially when we have a number of these black men that are being released from jail because someone said I raped, uh, someone said he raped me. I just interviewed a gentleman today who simply walked past a white woman and was accused of armed robbery and could have had the rest of his life dictated from that point. Uh, I have an issue. With putting it out in a way where you are then eliminating individuals that may say, well, hold on. I don't know this to be this person. Let's research. Let's figure this thing out. Let's fig-. If you go to organizations in that way, opposed to just trying to destroy everything around you because you are hurt. And then you are 
not only you yourself are damaged, you're trying to defend someone who has actually gone through this. And a number of these women, and I'm not going to say women, individuals in this city are making themselves the face of this plight, of this struggle, of these movements, and they aren't themselves victims of it. And if they are, how the hell are you going to help somebody else if you have not sought the, how can I say, if you have not sought any type of healing yourself? I can't fight the perpetrator if I haven't kind of healed or if I'm not strong enough. And we keep putting these individuals in power that are not strong enough to be in these positions. And I really have an issue with uh, the way this young lady is doing things. Because even like even just me, I've reached out to her, or I don't know, and people are claiming that it's not a person because it's really strategic how you're going after leaders of a beautiful struggle who just received a monumental grant amount. Uh, for their work in advocating for youth and young people in the Baltimore City community um, and ceasefire. And I say ceasefire, she didn't go after ceasefire as ceasefire, but she went after the face of it. After Erica is now the face of change on a global platform. Um, coming down off of a TED Talk and then going into other different platforms in terms of her reach and actually making change in this city. So you discredit her, cut her off at the knees without due process. Like the whole, we're, I'm, I'm sitting across from the courthouse. So I see justice happening every day. And we're able to actually go into these courtrooms and see the trials. You could actually do that. But I have an issue with the way this young lady is doing it. Um, it feels really sneaky to me. It feels like it's not real. And what happens is, if in fact this gentleman did something wrong, you are making a case against the victim. You're not making a case against this gentleman. It, that's going to blow over. But what you're doing is you're further pushing that victim into hiding. Because you're not healed and you're not whole. And you're trying to defend somebody who is not whole. And that kind of cancels it out. Because just the label of being an angry black woman. Like you, you're labeling yourself that way. And I don't even want to get upset about it. Because even I've been in, I've been in workshops in situations where... It, it got really ugly towards men. And I would stand up or I would voice my opinion like, well, this has happened to me. So I don't think this is solely on the back of women. And I just finished talking to a buddy, a colleague, uh, this week actually. And he went through sexual assault uh, in terms of what we call sexual assault now. Unwanted advances. That's now considered sexual assault. Um... And I have a, like, everything is now labeled under rape. And everything is labeled under, um, like, misogyny used to be kind of the umbrella, but now everything goes right to rape. If I called you <coughs> on Facebook or sent you a message, that's sexual assault. If I made a remark about your body, 
That's sexual assault. And I'm not denying that these things are true, but there needs to be more clear-cut definitions of what sexual assault is, of what rape is, of what consent is, of what uh, now non-verbal communication is part of the conversation. We learned that with the gentleman. I can't remember what show he was on, Um, but uh, the Indian gentleman, he's an actor, comedian, uh, the lady went through with the sexual act with him and after when she reported it she reported that she gave him non-verbal cues that she wasn't interested uh, and uh, this is a very sensitive topic and I always feel uncomfortable as in politics discussing it because you could say the wrong thing and I know even what I'm saying now can be misconstrued as me victim shaming or being misogynistic. I've been accused of being misogynistic. And I am the most passive around women. Or mostly women. I'm very hard on men. In terms of what my expectations are. And how I'm treated by them. Very much so. Uh, but there has to come a time. Where we can't just throw allegations out there. And there aren't any court proceedings. There are no lawyers. People who are trained to deal with this. But we're simply putting things on Facebook. Um, there's a case with um, there is a LGBTQ theater company that's going through the same thing. The uh, director, I think the creative director, is now being uh, investigated because one of the former members of this group um, is accusing him of sexual harassment um, as well and is is promising to make it very difficult for any I don't hear for any venue that is will promote them and allow them to pr- perform in their spaces um, I'm going to continue with this conversation when we return don't go anywhere the artist exchange radio show only on beexposedradio.com <coughs> in your room all morning. Hey, Dad. Um, Matt, what's wrong with your voice? There is nothing wrong with my voice. Oh, well, it's just sort of... I have been playing my video games and electronic games for so many hours. Uh-huh. Well, it sounds like it might be time for you to take a break, or... Hello, Dad. Um, Susan? I have been watching TV and text messaging all morning. Yay, electronics. Yay, yay, yay. Guys, I think it's about time to get in the car and take a little trip. Maybe see some trees, some green things. What are these green things you speak of? This weekend, unplug. Take your family to the forest. There's nothing in the world like experiencing nature firsthand. Trees, paths, bluebirds, streams. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Get out to the forest. <laughs> And discover the wonders of nature with your family, just like Blue, Jewel, and the whole Rio flock. Let the kids connect to their roots. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah! Let's rock this jungle. Fresh air. What a glorious morning. Clean water. Woohoo! This is great. And endless surprises. Yo, this is untapped territory. How amazing. (laughs) Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
So when you get to the corner of Smith and Orchard, you're going to want to take a you left. You are not going to Then what you're going to do is turn onto Marcy Avenue. broke up. And go past the first three she's lights happy about and then take it. the next left. I don't really think five she's more happy, blocks, but you should be there. Right to judge, right? Park anyway, on the right. That's I'll what see I you later tonight. Night. It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey girl, school zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And we're back with more Cheryl Underwood Radio. Thank you, Super Producer. Hey, uh, we're at the top of the show. That news you can use, that 60 seconds from the hill, that word on the street from our favorite country lawyer, better known as Judge Harry Sutherland. Um, and uh, if you got a topic that you want us to talk about, give us a call, one eight five five Sherwin one or email us at email us at SherylUnderwoodRadio.com. Um, Harry, can you pencil this in somewhere? Somebody just hit me up that. Um, you know, Zeta Phi Beta, among other organizations of the, the nine uh, Greek letter uh, organizations, mm-hmm. Black Greek letter organization works with the March of Dimes, and we hear that the that there's a situation where the March of Dimes might be written out of the federal budget. I mm-hmm. think. Okay, I can. Research can you it. research that? Mm-hmm. Because I guess we need to call our congressmen, and our con- congressional reps, and our Senate uh, and our senators. To say we don't want this to happen, we are, we are, it's a battle. Prematurity and, and babies. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. Uh, we got a couple, uh, this is a shorter segment, so I'll finish out the conversation on Miss Amanda King. They don't think that this is a real person. Um, one, because her Facebook page is fairly new. Oh, well, she got like 1,700 friends. But it just appears that she's liking a lot of individuals in like the black media, the black arts community. <coughs> and she's just putting people under the bus. Me too. Um, I, I'm... If you can publicly... If you can publicly... Uh, on social media... Post the predators, the alleged predators' uh, information, face, picture. I just, and it's hard to call. I, I, a lot of people are using this word "victim" in a different way. We're hearing the word "survivor" now, um, but I really feel like in a culture where black men are already looked at as animals. Um, one, 
there isn't enough help. Now, all these organizations for women to prevent subsequent XYZ, um, to prevent XYZ, men normally get that help once they're far gone. And I'm not making excuses for men who commit these heinous acts and terrible uh, do these terrible things to individuals. But I think, and I, I'm, I'm, I mean, because I'm a man and it's happened to me before, um, and I've seen it happen to other males before, um, I have a different perspective. But it feels like hate. It feels like you've learned something, now you're going to use it as a weapon. Um, I remember having a conversation with a young lady, uh, Jessica, that I knew, and she had a problem with me using the word um, female. And her statement was to me, like, you don't call men males, you only call women females. And I know what female is. Female is could be an animal, it could be a plant, it could be... You know, a bean sprout, it could be an electrical outlet, could be male or female. Uh, and that was her point to me, as if I did not know that. But male and female have been a part of our community. And I know a lot of the systematic like racism, racism and oppression that is happening in our communities is in part because this male-driven uh founders of this country were all white men and so a lot of the things that we say a lot of the things that we do is based on what we've learned and what's been passed down but I, I believe my male ancestors were on the same boat as my female ancestors so to divide us and keep us separate is where the problem is so all these organizations that are meant to kind of uplift women and bring black women and women of color to a to a level uh, beyond where they have been before. I, I mean, I, I believe that black men were, and I, I don't say this to say this how it should be, but I think you know black women and women of color have been even behind black men, but it's only been a few steps. Like uh, black men aren't given any more than black women are being given. And I think because we are raising our young black men as, um, it's just like survival. Like black men are really thrown out there in the world where black women are nurtured and secured and, and secured in a way that black men aren't. And even that could probably be argued from a, a woman's point of view. But I can just speak from my own experience uh, many of the, like I have a cousin, we're the same age, we grew up together. <clears throat> I saw how my mothers and aunts and grandmother treated her differently than they treated me. Um, I saw how she got more education in terms of just simple things. Cooking, cleaning, um, how to take care of a home and a house, you know, street knowledge. Where I wasn't given those things. Like literally, I wasn't. You know, I knew at some point that they had a sex that they had a sex talk with my cousin. And I didn't get that conversation. And I think my mother was in on the conversation with her. 
And I, I'm think, and I'm, it's not even about blaming anybody, but it's the idea of realizing what people have and where they're all starting off at. And it's not this thing is us against you. Like, if we keep doing that, then we'll never be, as a black culture, we'll never be any further than we were. Not even where we are, where we were. Because it feels like we're going backwards. And it's the idea, and I've always asked this question. So, in terms of this black and white, do we want equality or do we want ultimate power? And it feels like this, this Me Too movement has been in a place where we eliminate men from the conversation. I, I, I sit in, uh, I was at the Impact Club, I'm there every Wednesday. And I sit there and there was an organization of women. And, and I'm not saying these women that were there were all from the same place or coming from the same hurt place. But many of them, it was me and the other young lady that worked at the Impact Hub, and we were both sitting at the front desk, and her desk was on the left side of the room and mine was on the right, and they had to walk between us to get into the space. And they all spoke to her. And I would say like a third of them spoke to me. And it's, it's a crazy feeling because I'm, the other young lady is not welcoming at all, but she was a black young lady, and they all... They didn't even look my direction, look at my direction. And I'm used to white people treating me that way. But when it happens from people that look like me or look like people who I, who I love and are a part of my DNA, it, it stings a little bit. So fast forward this to this uh, Me Too Baltimore, it, it looks really pointed and it looks really messy. And it looks like I'm going to destroy every fucking thing to get my point across. I don't care what's in the crossfire. And it, that hurts me in a way where we're not thinking about uh, what's left and, and where we are as a community. I just think people are, are hurt and angry and they hurt people will eventually hurt other people. And that, that idea is damaging and it's, uh, it's not safe and it's, um, it's really detrimental to any progress, any progress that we are making as a community, as a, um, as a, uh, just as people in general. So I'm going to go to a quick commercial break. I'll be right back. I believe we have two more segments left. Uh, so don't go anywhere. Artist Exchange Radio Show only on BigSportsRadio.com. And we're back with more Cheryl Underwood Radio. Thank you, Super Producer. Hey, uh, we were supposed to talk about uh, Harry Sutherland. How can you have more? They were protesting over the weekend, what, last week, right, uh, at the White House. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So how do you have more counter-protesters than the protesters that organized the protest? Well, you know, D.C., you know, uh, which I love. I love D.C. They basically say, look, we're not, it's not in our town. We're not going to have this in our town. Uh-huh. You know, we don't want, we, you guys are not welcome here to kind of bring hate. Mm-hmm. And division into our area So mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the fact mm-hmm. that they stood up to these protesters Where there was only about 40 Unite the Right uh, 
I guess two rally members that came and actually protested. They say they're going more mainstream. Uh, they're going more mainstream because they they understand uh, the miscalculation of being out so publicly in Charlottesville last last year. Uh, one of the signs that we saw was why you why you wearing riot gear? There's no riot here. Mm. I, I really liked that one uh, for the for the people that were uh, the the protesters the the protesters the the supremacists. Mm-hmm. Uh, nationalists or whatever they want to call themselves mm-hmm. was wearing riot gear, but there was no riot here. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And I like that everybody came out in force, but they also came out in love, and that was great. Um, let me see something else. Um, uh, the, oh, a lot of people are talking about how the president could criticize black football players, mm-hmm. uh, black intellectuals, black newscasters, black uh, athletes doing more for society than his own secretary of education. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't criticize racists, mm-hmm. nationalists. Mm-hmm. And Nobody, I think that's mm-hmm. odd. You won't call them ignorant. You won't that's call right. them dumb. Well, that's you won't right. question their intelligence. That's right. That's you right. will see the other side of their argument. That's right. But if a black man does, if you won't see the the side of the black man's argument of him saying, "Hey, we're just trying to protest police brutality." That's right. You won't. You you know you don't know. You selectively see things. That's right. That's right. And in our final thoughts in this show, we're going to talk about uh, um, how I believe it is so hurtful for them to fly certain flags and use certain emblems, especially against our veterans. Mm. So we're gonna, we're going to talk about that in our final thoughts of of this show uh let me see oh we, um wait a minute are you what's the did you hear the story about the uh, my phone keep turning it on by myself the story about the the, the girl oops i'm sorry the girl the the um republican candidate who faked a diploma and never graduated oops <laughs> and, they, and they say the people on the diploma don't even work they don't don't even or they not even there or something like this wow that she she faked it. Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. But but and then the bad part is it's a female Republican where this is supposed to be a lot of women getting into politics That's because right. of certain movements and our president. But when you're Republican, you can't be faking stuff because everybody gonna jump on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't be faking stuff. You can't stuff. fake a degree. I mean, that's we, right. We can find that out easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened, and yeah. they posted it. They they posted it. They they she posted it, and the school was like, "Nah, she ain't went to school here. Nah, we don't know her. <laughs> yeah, she ain't went to school here. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> uh, Harry, you want to give us an uh, an update? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to get my time right. Um, um. I'm sorry, Harry. I pressed the wrong button. So, can you give us an update on what's going on in politics? Uh oh, somebody else is trying to tell me about this girl mm-hmm. with this diploma. So, can you give us an update real fast, Harry Sutherland? President Trump has blasted his own appointed Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Now, Jeff Sessions is the the highest-ranking chief law enforcement officer in our country. He was appointed by Donald Trump and actually one of Donald Trump's men. The problem, though, is Jeff Sessions has been asked by Donald Trump to make this Russian investigation go away, and Jeff Sessions and refused to do so because in the past he actually had to recuse himself because he worked on Donald Trump's campaign. It's getting a little hot in the kitchen and Donald Trump is feeling the heat and wants this thing to go away because he's been caught in several lies, but that's what I 
president does, he lied a lot. For example, he said he didn't know anything about uh, any type of Russian meeting, uh, offering any type of dirt on Hillary Clinton. Well, we just found out recently that he did. So now it's more trouble for the Trump campaign and the Trump presidency. All right. See, that's why that's why we use Harry Sutton, our favorite country lord, to get our news you could use, our word on the street. That's six seconds from the hill on Cheryl Underwood Radio. When we come back, we got our HBCU shout out. You don't want to miss it. Coming up next. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Artist Exchange Radio Show, only on BeExposedRadio.com every Monday and Friday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, don't forget, we have, well, like I said it to you before, but if you go to our website, there's a tab called Syndication. You'll be able to see all the different platforms that our show can be watched on, including iTunes. Um, we are live on Periscope, YouTube Live, and uh, Facebook Live. So you can also find them on YouTube and Facebook as well. I don't know if Periscope stores them. Do they still, uh, Marty, do they still erase the Periscope after a certain amount of time? I haven't been on Periscope in a number of years, but um, they used to erase them after, I think, like 24 hours. Uh <laughs> so uh, we have a great syndication If you want to bring the Artist Exchange To your platform Definitely hit us up You can go to syndication Or go to info at BeExposedRadio.com Email us And we'll definitely set it up We also have some great shows On our lineup You'll get to meet them on the 24th uh, Next Friday uh, Here at Be Exposed Radio Studio 200 East Lexington Street uh, Suite 711 Come on up uh, make sure you bring plenty of business cards. Uh, we're looking for new sponsors, new advertisers. So come on down. Let the Artist Exchange Radio Show advertise. Help you advertise your business, your brand, your products, your services, your upcoming events, so on and so forth. We have some great, affordable, cost-effective. Uh, <laughs> what, what was it called? Um, well, some cost-effective methods to uh, uh, outlets for you to be able to promote your business and your services on our show. Um, and it runs throughout the whole station, not just the Artist Exchange show. Um, uh, so I'll save the rest of the updates for later. Um, just a couple of, so I mentioned the Maker's Market. Um, I mentioned the Be Here Live interview series. We just actually, on Wednesday evening, we had the first in a series of uh, monthly singers uh, uh, series in that we had two singers come up and they told it was kind of cabaret style we had mr blue uh waters uh, featuring that night um so if you are a singer we're definitely looking for singers um who who has some stage presence who can work the crowd so hit me up the artist exchange radio show at uh gmail.com um one of my projects and i had to put it on hold uh my whole life uh my voice has been really sensitive to just the weather change, uh, allergies up to tail, but um, I had to pause my 365 days, 365 thoughts project for the last week and a half, and I'll be picking it up on this Sunday. Um, this project is an open journal expression of who I am and just the journey that I'm on as a black man, just trying to, trying to be successful. Um, and success to me is being comfortable in my creativity, uh, being able to use my creativity 
uh, as a source of not only income, but as a source of uh, just giving my, my generosity, helping others. I, I do a lot. I go, I can say this to myself, say this about myself, but I go beyond what the norm is in probably radio. And I do a lot of wraparound services for the guests that I have and the artists that I come across, even if you haven't come on the show yet. Uh, but I really respect um, the uh, the craft of being an artist, and I respect the job that an artist has. I'm not just here to entertain you and delight you with my art, but I'm here to take my art and make change with it. Um, and I, the last couple months have been a little shaky um, in terms of what the artist exchange is, and it's been because I've, I've had to redefine it. Coming up on five years, it's been an up and down process. Um, it's, radio was something I always wanted to do, and I found um, my way into it in me trying to give up everything else creatively about myself. And I actually ended up walking back into something that I had been planning uh, and finding. So you have to be really cautious of what you put out there. Because in my belief in God, he, the universe, God, whomever you call your higher power, whatever you call your higher power, brings it to you. Words have innate qualities. They have to seek out the mission of the tongue. And I'm a big believer in what you put in the universe, what you bring to God in, in the form of prayer and meditation, will manifest itself in your life. And this project is entitled Manifest. 365 days, 365 thoughts. Um, and some of the first week was really tough because I'm a really private person, a really private individual in that I keep a lot of stuff to myself because it ain't your business. But I'm learning in the process of healing and growing, more so growing, um, and just making decisions in my life for the long term and for my betterment uh, and and holding on to a selfish part of me that I have to be transparent about things that I've gone through because I'm coming across people who have gone through similar things and I sit down and have conversations with them and I've seen how just me sharing my story can help an individual because there have been people like myself who have been so silent uh, with uh, certain things that have gone on. I met a young lady who was starting a movement uh, called Say Something <coughs> out of California Hashtag say something. Look, uh, Google that, and you'll get her information on on her on her movement. And if 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 it had not been for her, I don't think I would have said it when I said it. I probably would have eventually said it on air, but I, it took me having this platform and interviewing someone who was starting a movement for me to even address it, and then go seek uh, a counseling about it. But um, 365 days, 365 thoughts uh, manifest uh, is definitely a passion project for me. It's right now it lives on Instagram. So if you go to Instagram, uh, go to 365 days, 365 thoughts on Instagram and you'll see the stories that I already have up. It's each day I do a video and I write and I take my art and kind of display it. And it's very simple at this point, and I wanted to just grow. Um, I was having some vocal issues the last uh, week and a half, so I haven't been able to talk as much. 
and it's been um, I didn't want to further damage my vocal cords, so I've I've taken a break from it, um, and I'll be back this Sunday. Um, I'm not. I thought I was going to try to catch up, but I'm just going to pick up from Sunday, um, and I think we're on day number ten. Um, so I'll um, continue that starting Sunday. Um, it's it's very hard for me to be this transparent because I was raised to be private and, and to be not so much secretive, but just to be private. What happens in your home stays in your home, and and that is the detriment of our community. Uh, as black folks and as people in general. So I definitely wanted to um, give more insight and more um, information on who I am and me asking these questions of people twice a week, every week, or whenever I meet people, I wanted to be as transparent as I was asking people to be. Um, hey, Miss Diane, I mean, Aunt Diane, I said Miss Diane. Hey, on Diane. Um, I, I do want to give uh, acts for prayer for my uh, grandmother. She recently fell. And you know, once you get older, she just celebrated her 81st birthday. Um, and, you know, when you are up in age that in that way, uh, a fall could, like, be horrendous. And she fell and actually had to have a minor surgery. So uh, she's out. And I've been blessed with some really strong uh, women in my family. And that's not to take anything away from the men. But it definitely... Um, I have to definitely give shout outs to some of the strongest black women that I know on earth I'm related to. Um, and... Just a shout out and some extended family members as well. But just look out for your family. You may be mad at somebody. You may be um, not speaking. It may be a, a really strained relationship. But put your ego to the side and pick up the phone and call or pay a visit or send a card or some flowers or something. Don't wait until someone's on a deathbed or in a casket to give them their flowers. But, um, Marty's going to do it eventually. He does it. He's going to do it. But I've actually made that post. Um, ah, wait for it. But we, it, I'm telling you, like, it, it's so, not, and I've done, and uh, this being transparent, and this was kind of the story that I was going to start with on, um, on Sunday, but I have not spoken to my mother since July the 16th, and it's, un, nor, it's not my norm. I'm a, I'm a quiet person in my regular life. Um, I don't use the phone often, um, but... I have a really unspoken bond with my mother, and often I would just go to her house and just sit and maybe eat something, and we didn't really talk, but just to be there, um, it was something that I needed, but I have not done that, and part of my reasoning behind it was, at some point, you get to a point where other people's negativity and other people's stuff can ruin your life. And you have to separate yourself. And I watched the Oprah. I, I, I didn't do this because I watched the Oprah. But I saw the Oprah uh, interview. 
uh, in the midst of me deciding to do this. And, uh, and she said, sometimes you have to divorce your family and your friends. And you have to divorce them. And when they get their good senses back, then you can come together and try to mend or rebuild. But in the process, you got to make sure you're good. And um, my mother takes on a lot of other people's stuff. And I found myself feeling like I had to do the same thing for her. So all the stuff that she took on, I felt like I had to take that on from her. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I, uh, this has been, 35 for me has been about just a, not quite a rebirth yet, but just rebuilding from scratch and and really figuring out what it is that I want. But I, and yet Monty is still older than I am. So <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. That music means it's time to go to break. So we're going to go to break. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Only on BeExposedRadio.com. Back with more Cheryl Underwood Radio. Thank you, Super Producer. Hey, what, uh, now the phone lines are blowing up, but everybody wants to know why they can't go straight to the air. That's why we came up with a promotion. Call me back, Cheryl. And what you do is you call one eight five five Cheryl one. You leave me a message, a recorded message that we're going to air that says, uh, "Hey, this is this is your name. This is how you listen to Cheryl Underwood Radio." And call me back, and this is my phone number. We will not air your phone number, Mm-mm. but we will call you back and record that call. And we air it. And what we're setting up is for prizes. Yeah, and we also prizes. don't have that big of a staff, Cheryl. That's right. Sometimes we get them calls on the air. Yeah. And we got to send you the voicemail. Sorry. Absolutely, because the phones blow <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, we don't That's have right. a secretary here sitting here answering no. the phone like they do. Remember, we had Lizzie was our intern, Lizzie and she went to gone. school. Yeah, mm-hmm. she had to go. So she now, went to school. we just got to send you the voicemail, but we get it. We check Yeah, we check them. Yeah. But that's but, a good but, point to be able to go to voicemail before you go live, though. Right, right. That, that's a very good point. We, and, and people got to understand that if we, if we get fined, yes. we will lose everything. Yes. And if we get bad publicity for airing things, it's not just profanity. It's the fact that our callers speak the way they normally speak, and mm-hmm. they speak in a way that you could possibly lose your job if you okay. disparage somebody based on race, mm-hmm. sexual orientation, religious beliefs. And because it's a talk show, people believe they can say anything they want, and we're right. trying to protect you right. while we protect us. Yes, good point. So uh, you know, and we and oh, oh, somebody called in to ask, are we still doing PSAs? Yeah, Vic, you got at least three PSAs you need to produce, right? Three of them, yes. Okay, so you need to get that mm-hmm. get that going. But we want you to know that this promotion is open to you. So, Vic, mm-hmm. if you were so, if doing a promotion, you're Vic Frost. Mm-hmm. You called in one eight five five show one. You say hi, my name's. Vic Frost, I listen to Cheryl Underwood Radio on this station, mm-hmm. and get your number, and then call me back, Cheryl. You okay, Harry? You want to do it first, or Vic? You want to do it first? I'll go ahead and do it first. Okay, go ahead. Hey, this is Vic Frost. Uh, I listen to Cheryl Underwood Radio on WNAA ninety point one FM in Greensboro, North Carolina. Cheryl, call me back. All right, are you listening, to, uh, Vic? Did you just shout out? Uh, North Carolina A and T. I did. All right, all right. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> so you would have left your phone and number, that, phone number yeah. that we will not air. Mm-hmm. We will not air. 
we're going to cut that part out and then we're going to call you back so i will call back vic frost and we will record that phone call mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do harry sutherland you go ahead and do yours this is going to be a doozy watch this <laughs> yes. Yes. Here. this is harry sutherland your favorite country lawyer and i listen to cheryl underwood on wmfa 1400 it's a gospel station where the lord loves everybody <laughs> call me back that's right okay so then harry you would leave your phone number that's right we want you to say cheryl underwood radio next time I know where you work at. <laughs> okay. Where you work at. <laughs> where you work at. <laughs> but I understand okay. that. I understand. I understand what you meant. Mm-hmm. And then I will call you back, Harry Sutherland. Okay. And we'll get our praise on and have a little baby Bible study. That's right. Come on, Dad. And then we're going to air that phone call. So we're going to air both of the phone calls. We're going to air the one where you want us to call you back. And we're going to cut out. Excuse me, your phone number. Yeah, we don't. We, don't we will not air your phone number. No. But you've got to say the only way you can be part of this. Excuse me, promotion. I to get the hiccups. You can. You you got to say where you listen to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Where and how you listen to us. Say your name. Then say sure. Call me back. Then leave your phone number. I will call you back. Or whoever you designate on this show, you could say Warren Ballantyne, call me back. You could say uh, uh, Tyrone Dubois, call me back. You could say Shayna. You you could say call me back. Call me back. You, you could say uh, Courtney Black. When you come back to work, call me back. Uh, Courtney's not calling you back. <laughs> oh, she ain't calling you back. <laughs> she don't return. She won't no come to work, will she? No, she won't no, no. come, come to work. So you best believe I ain't going to let her call you back. That's right. If you're a dude, call me back. If you're a dude, Kyle you can call back his work. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. What's up and welcome back to the Artist Exchange Radio Show. This is the last segment. <clears throat> and I think my voice is saying in now. But we are uh, officially um, finished for today. And we'll be back next Monday. Also coming up tonight, it is what it is, radio show at 9 p.m. Only on BigSposedRadio.com. Today's discussion, it was just about telling your truth, your story. Uh, we started with Unhinged. Um, uh, many shout-outs to Aretha Franklin's family. Um, shout-out to my grandmother, Helen Kowser. Um Get your story out. If you got a journal, if you got to go to Facebook and leave a post, if you got to, you know, go to your audio file and just talk it out, speak what's on your heart. Don't go through life with things piled up on top of you and things unsaid and unheard. And it's okay to give people a break sometime. You know, I divorced a couple friends last year and I'm just starting to talk to them again this year. Uh, Some of them didn't make the cut. But uh, a couple of them did. And it's not about my arrogance and my ego. and It's nothing like that. But um, sometimes you got to choose you. Often. If not, not all the time. But often you have to choose you. And your sanity and what makes you happy. And what keeps you sane and, and, and uh, all together. Uh, shout out to everyone who tuned in today. Um, I see my Aunt Diane was on. Uh, Tim... Mr. New York, uh, Char, Char, one of these days, Char is going to find someone to take care of her lovely babies, and she's going to come and join me on air, um, hopefully she got a vacation coming up, and she's going to spend that two hours with me, um, but, I don't, I'm not a preaching person, but you have, we have to start treating each other better, 
we have to start treating each other better. And I can't speak to white people or Asian people or anything. I can speak to black people. We need to start treating each other better. Um, we got to stop talking about each other. If you have a problem with somebody, ignore them. When, when I don't like you, somebody probably don't know I don't like you. But chances are nobody knows you are invisible to me. Uh, that's how I carry it. Like I don't, I don't bring you with me. I block you on, say, social media or my phone, so there isn't even a, a temptation for me to reach out. When I'm over you, I'm over it. I've forgiven what needs to be forgive, forgiven, and I move forward. Uh, but, but we have to stop bashing each other and disrespecting each other's name and integrity, and uh, we got to stop doing it. We're happy when someone else is out of work, not getting paid, fired, uh, doing bad, feeling sad. We're happy when we see other people feeling that way, especially when we had a hand in making it that way. And we gotta get out of it. Um, if you wanna be, uh, if you wanna be a part of the Artist Exchange Radio Show, uh, definitely hit me up, the Artist Exchange Radio Show at gmail.com. I know that's a long email, but I wanted you to get the whole name. So, again, the Artist Exchange Radio Show at gmail.com. Don't forget on Friday, the 24th, we're having an open house here on Big Exposed Radio. Um, and we want to have you here. We want to have you here in the building. Uh, Suite 7-Eleven, 200 East Lexington Street, Suite 7-Eleven. Um, again, Thank peace you. out. You got one more item when you one more item. Don't forget to check out the episode, this episode, and past ones too. Just go to our website and click on syndication. BigSposedRadio.com. We're back with more Cheryl Underwood Radio. Thank you, Super Producer. Hey, um, Kyle, was there anything we were supposed to catch up on? I think we good, Vic Frost. We, where are we good? No, we good. Up? We're we good. caught up on everything. We are caught yes. up, yes. Uh, we I, I, well, I will tell you this. Um, uh, earlier in the week, yeah, we day. got some information about Aretha Franklin mm-hmm. um, that she was gravely ill. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I will tell you this. The reason we're not talking about this is because when I first came on the top, um, I said that uh, while they was talking about who was the queen, mm-hmm. I said there's only one queen, and that's Aretha Franklin. That's right. And she sent flowers, and then she came on the talk twice. Mm-hmm. And w- the first time we were in New York, and she she performed, and we were her backup singers. I shouldn't have wore the dress I wore. I was really f- <laughs> fat in that dress. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know you was going there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, one of them bandage dresses. Mm, wow. And it looked like I was.